Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Introducing the new chocolate cream cold brew. Light, sweet, and silky chocolate cream cold foam meets bold, smooth Starbucks cold brew for a delicious way to make the most of your summer day. Your happy is here at Starbucks. Order ahead on the app. This is match reaction for Everton to Norwich City nil. Uh, the Blues dispatching a team that's lost 16 in a row now in uncharacteristically professional manner. Uh, we're on to 13 points from six games and we're all feeling very good. Joining me now, three very happy toffees. One more might join us in a bit in Michael Diasha. Um, but we'll speak. <laughs> Les, is, Les is dancing as well. I think he thought he was going to get dragged on the post match there, but he's not. He's going to sit in the corner and watch for Les Roberts. Mass Flusk and Keith Tomlin are here now. Uh, Keith, I'll come to you first, mate. Uh, like I said, unerringly professional, that wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not really much to talk about there, is it? It was just, it was just sort of. That's um, the end of the show this week. Uh, yeah. It was quite efficient, wasn't it? Sort of ruthlessly efficient dispatching of bottom of the league nonsense in easy fashion. So yeah, I'm, I'm fully here for it. Never got out of second gear the whole game, really, did they? Mass, what about you, mate? Yeah, very, very poor Norwich side. That um, I think they'll struggle to still be in the league come March, to be honest. And we were all, well, not all of us, we were predicting before kickoff where we like, you know, no points this season, newly promoted side. And to be honest, I think down the years, Norwich have often given us a bit of trouble, haven't they? But yeah. no, I mean, like he said, didn't get out of second gear. It was maybe on another day a, a more competent side might have punished us because we did give them a lot of the ball. But yeah, it was just very straightforward. and on we go uh, Les where are you on the Rafa graph mate um, I'm probably back up to an 8 now I think on last night's mailbag I dropped down to a 7 with Matt but back up to an 8 it was you know it was uh, what's, that, what's that akin to then what is that that's um, I'll come back to you on that one <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have a think where am I um, but yeah as you said an uncharacteristically professional performance from Everton in that sort of game um, if you think back to when he beat us at Goodison last time you were there it just seemed the ideal opportunity today to absolutely bookend that terrible run yeah. with two Goodison wins. And you, you just think, like, some of the games this season where we've gone down 1 0 at half time, we would never have got back into it last couple of seasons. This season we have. And then this season we would have made the right mess of that game, but we didn't. Um, I was really worried about the lack of threat we'd posted. I wasn't really concerned about them scoring so much, but I wondered where the goals would come from for us. And um, I think Rondon laboured up front. But I think having those outlets of Damari Gray and Andros Townsend, it really makes a difference in games like that. Um, and I think that was the talent difference in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll come back to you first, Les, on this, on Townsend. He's obviously the one who got the goal that got us ahead in the end. You know, first 15 minutes, unfortunately, me, Matt and Keith missed because taxis in town today. Absolute shocker. But uh, for speaking to me down on the ground, didn't seem to miss anything. But, I mean, first and foremost, how wasn't that penalty given in open play because he, he boots him up in the air doesn't he yeah I loved, I loved the way the fact they almost checked it for about a minute and a half and then just went to the referee nah fuck it you decide we don't know <laughs> uh, but good enough like he gave it I think all credit to Alan as well for actually going up to the referee and saying look he's actually properly volleyed me there and sort of showing him where he kicked him because you kind of think if we don't do that we might not get it the, the referee might just walk away and leave it 
Um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was a definite penalty. Um, we hadn't really done much up in, in the game up until that point. I think Andros Townsend did a really tame shot at the keeper. But uh, he was before the penalty he'd been given, he'd, t- he'd taken it off the keeper. Uh, he, had, he, he had it in his head that he was taking it and he, he slotted it away nicely. There was a lot of pissing about though, wasn't there? With the, they had, I think they had four players in the area while he was trying to spot that penalty. He were kicking the ball away, messing about round the post, picking up water bottles and it's like... Things like that, the referee's got to get a grip because it's. I know it's all gamesmanship, but it's just. It's not on stuff like that, is it? It was too, too much messing about. But, you know, didn't phase him. He's been, re- he's been really good. Yeah. He's been boss, hasn't he, Matt? You know, four goals now. Our top scorer had the Dominic Carver Lewin. Still early days in the season. And I think. I always thought he was like an adequate average Premier League player, but, you know, watching him over the last few weeks, I think he's probably just like a, a really good Premier League player. He's becoming a very important player for us. And he's that player that we've. We talked up for years, but we've never actually seen him, and that's sort of in that 30 bracket, maybe something to prove. And we've signed these players, often giving them a big wedge of money, thinking, oh, they're going to be hungry, they're going to, you know, want to get a couple more years to prove they are one of them top Premier League players, and it's not banned out. So far, touch wood, it's looking like he's that mythical player. He's actually fired up, he knows what he can do, and he just gets stuck in as well. And for a player of his years to be one of our best runners throughout every single every single game it's just fantastic and what an example as well to the young players coming through like Gordon yeah I think, I think as well Keith you know we've let a player go in Rodriguez this week who linked up really well with Ancelotti and you know you sort of put them you know sort of in bed together and say you know you get this player and this manager they work really well together Townsend and Benitez is probably a little bit like that as well isn't it you know it just feels at the moment like there's a great synergy between them two he does feel like a Benitez-type player, doesn't he? He's like, I mean, one thing you see today is how hard he works getting up and down that wing. In that he was probably our main attacking outlet the whole game he was on the pitch, but he was also one of the most important defensively. Um, I, I feel like Godfrey struggled at times with that left-back, that, um, that young Williams lad. Um, he struggled positionally. Townsend's work rate to get back and track back every single time was phenomenal. Um, and he, even if he's not producing up the top end of the pitch, if he's not scoring or creating goals, that's something we need in the side. So it's it, it's a very it's one of them. I, I shook my head at the signing at the time because obviously I hadn't I hadn't ever really watched him closely, and you just see oh he scores an occasional screamer, um, but what else has he got? When you watch him for ninety minutes in the ground, he's one of the hardest working footballers I've seen. And, I mean, that'll always go down well at Goodison. We like, we like players that'll put a graft in. So, yeah, he's a cracking signing for me. Yeah, it's great to see Les, isn't it? You know, playing at that age, he's still, you know, probably a lot of players at that point will be thinking the Premier League career is coming to an end. You know, they've gone to a club like Everton and, you know, maybe they can, they can coast it a little bit. But he, he seems to love the graft, doesn't he? You know, he, as much as he obviously enjoys banging in crosses and setting people up and scoring well these are 30 yards that, that part of the game he seems to really enjoy as well yeah I'd just like to say I'm pretty sure I put him as our player of the season in, in the blue room thing at the start so there's, there's a long way to go there, yeah. there's a long way to go yeah but I'm pretty sure I marked him down as one to watch like, well, what was it when we signed him that made you think he was, he was, he was, he was going to be he was going to be this, this, I mean did, did you envision him being I imagine if we'd all sat around and said how many goals think Andros Towns is going to score for us this season we probably all would have been around about four or five yeah. for the whole campaign. He's on four already. Yeah, well, I think I think for me it was because he was completely different to what we had and he was something what we really, really needed. We needed that, that player out wide. 
um, who would just cross the ball all day happily if he could um, put the work rate in and that and as you say it's as it's as much part of his game as anything else getting up and down the pitch helping the full back out tracking back and it's it's one of those things that gets a little bit maligned and becomes a bit of a cliche with players, isn't it? You know, he's good at tracking back, but at the minute, it might not last all season, but at the minute, he's got the end product as well because he's scoring, he's creating goals. And I think when he came in, he just you could see how happy he was to be at Everton. That is a move he never thought would happen. He probably thought, he's leaving Palace, he's going down the Championship, or he's going to a team like Norwich. That was probably where he thought he was going after Palace because, you know, it's understandable, isn't it? You get let go on a free sort of you're in your 30s why didn't Palace strike him? it's bizarre <laughs> it's isn't it uh, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll find out that actually I'll see what happened with that because I've got a mate who supports Palace and he was a bit gutted that he never signed on again so I don't know if they offered him a deal and he just chipped it but um, yeah you know and he's, he's happy to be at the club and that's a massive thing we don't have enough players who say that do we who are genuinely made up to be there so long may it continue uh, well, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry I was going to make a point there uh, but yeah, um, after that, Matt, it sort of became a bit of a, a weird game. Norwich probably had more possession of the ball. After half time, we didn't really have, have much control. It, you know, there were a few sort of anxious moments where, you know, they had a few corners and people going, you need to change it, the manager. You know, it, it felt like the equaliser might have been on its way. But, you know, the Corey's, um and I, I think it was quite similar to the Burnley game against today where you sort of watched them and, I don't think overall for 90 minutes he was dominant and, and was really the, the best the best player on the pitch to say. But for 10 minutes he, he burst into life and eventually took that game away from from um, Norwich. <laughs> yeah, and this is what I've been saying all season. We'll we'll labour for a while and we'll hopefully we'll both and we might give them possession, give them chances, even concede goals. But we seem to have a 10-15 minute spell in every game where we just decide we're just going to run through these. And Decore is a massive part of that. And it can be silky passing or it can just be absolute, you know, full of the China shop. You can do both. And he is... He, I know that Lesbo like this because obviously he's got him in the sweep towns end, but I think Decore is well on course to be our player of the season because without him, we look a very, very different, very more depressing side. <laughs> so, but you talk about changing the game and the way people around me screaming for changes, you know, saying get Sims on and stuff. But any of them changes that need to be made were probably in the forward half of the pitch because at the back, I never felt that we were really under threat, especially because Yeri Mina had his hat on everything. There was one moment when um, there's ran into the box and he's chasing after him full pelt and just little toe just comes out, stops the ball dead. And you just see, you think, how's he done that? Like, he's a big gangly galoot. And he, does who he was playing in, was it? Down the left, left channel. I don't know, some Norwich man. <laughs> I don't know their names. I don't know their names. They're not going to be here next season. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's chasing after a full belt. And he's just, just foot just comes out of nowhere, stops the ball dead, trickles out for the corner. And there's a lot of debate about our best centre back partnership at the moment because Godfrey's still coming back and you know, Mick Keggers has been a bit here and there and Mason Holgate, less said about that, the better. But I don't think there's any question right now that whatever our best partnership is, Yeti Mean is in it. Uh, we'll talk about me in a, a bit more, but Decore, Keith, you know, I mean, there are times today where you're like, you're watching the game in your own little field of vision, you have your own little sort of TV screen in your, in your eyesight, and then every now and then he just zoom into it, like just sort of nick the ball. <laughs> He's like, where, where, where's he come from? And I think, I think Paddy put on Twitter before that he made 13 ball recoveries today, which was uh, six more than any other Everton player on the pitch. And, you know, he's, 
when he's like that, when he's playing well, like he was for those 10, 15 minutes today, and he, he you know, he's a colossus in there, isn't he? It's like, have you ever seen those videos on YouTube where they get like two or three professional footballers to play <laughs> against a hundred children? <laughs> that was the Kure today. He just like, he just picks this other gear up from nowhere, and people can't get near him. Like when he runs with the ball, people can't touch him. You saw that like um, second half there, one of theirs spent about 15 yards trying to get close enough to foul him like he wasn't even he'd given up on getting the ball like a good time ago he's just he gets the ball at his feet and he can carry us 40 yards up the pitch and that's huge because like last season you saw at times we were penned in in our own half under a lot of pressure get him on the ball get him running with it and get us out of trouble and I mean he took his goal really well as well um he did very well to stay on the shoulder of Damari Gray, who's no slouch himself. Uh, but yeah, like, like Matt said earlier, we are we just like we pick our moments to just run through teams, and it's so nice to see Everton do that. Just go direct, just go quickly, and like blast teams out of out of the game. Uh, Mike the Ashes just come and plonked himself down just in time for his. For a chat about his favourite subject, Adelaide Decore. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen the game today, Mike. Uh, what did you think of Decore? Wonderful. He's just—it's just nice watching him play football now, isn't it? Now that he's actually got himself fully fit again, because I think we spoke about it a few weeks ago. Just the amount of the amount of effort he had to put into the end of the season when he came back from that injury was just ridiculous, and it just it showed in his game. Whereas this season, he's just been a different player. What is it now? Two goals, three assists so far. Just. He's a different player. It's nice to actually see him be used the way he should be used properly. But yeah, it was a nice little day, wasn't it? It was, lo- it was, it was lovely. And it's just great to see him getting into that position. You know, like like Keith said, ahead of them, Marby Gray on the pitch. You know, and one of the things you say about Rodriguez going is maybe last season he wouldn't have been given the license to be able to be there because because ultimately he would have had to be covering for Hamers. But um, one player they want to speak about Les. Um, I'm sure Rob Veer is itching for this. For this big, this big Yerry Mina chat, but he, he was fantastic today, wasn't he? He was brilliant. I think uh, I don't think there's any doubts, or there can't be any doubts in anyone's mind now that he's clearly head, head and shoulders our best defender. Now he's. Um, I still have heart palpitations when he does that like little shimmy, because I, th- I just have flashbacks to when he done himself in doing that. I think he did his, his groin or something, didn't he? Doing his little shimmy, but hopefully he's over that because that's that's the only downside to his game. I can see is that he, he has trouble staying fit, but if he can. Um, he's head and shoulders above anyone else on the park. He just he just bossed that defence all day today. He did look it, it did look like a man against boys thing. I know it was only Norwich, but I think he's been like that all season and a lot of the time last season as well. Um, yeah, he was great. And um, I think on mailbag we used uh, the best Huego picture. Yeah, I, w- I would rec- what a photo. I would recommend everyone go and have a look at that. Yeah, he made it in five different disguises. What a fella. <laughs> It puts us in a bit of a quandary now, though, doesn't it? Because you either sell him this summer or you give him a new deal. He's already probably your highest-paid defender in at the time of, like, FFP time. Like, it kind of makes you a little bit nervous, doesn't it? Because he is by far and away, as Les said, our best defender. And you just wonder, what are they going to do with him at the end of this year? 2023 expires? I, I don't know. But it's soon, in it? It's got to be soon, like, because he's not got a new deal and been here for ages. I'd, I'd give him a new deal myself like I mean he's, he's like we say he's already quite highly paid he's not going to get that much more money realistically 
and he's not going to get offered it anywhere else. No one's going to pay him 200 grand a week. He's probably on about, what, 100 grand a week now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Offer him 125 grand in a four-year deal, take him into his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> his eyebrows been raised at that suggestion. Four years. Mm. He's, the be- he's the best centre-half at the club, and he's... How old is he now? Me now, what, 26, 27? Yeah. He's got four or five years in him still at the level he's playing at. I'm still a bit concerned about the fitness side of things, though, Mark. Like, in, in, in that point of view, I mean, if, if he can play 30 games this year, I think I'll be ready to say, here's your four years, lad. But until he gets to that point... It just reminds me of James McCarthy, doesn't it? Like, anyone, at that point, anyone would have given James McCarthy four or five-year deal. And then the injuries came and he disappeared off the face of the earth for a long time. And by the time he finally left the club, hardly any of the fans even noticed. So we've got to be wary of that, haven't we? I just, I, I, I'm like, I'm in Rob's camp here. <laughs> me, me and Rob have long been vocal supporters of Yeri Mina. And he's filled the void in my life left by Ramiro Funes Mori. So, and he's filled it adequately as well. Um, he, he doesn't even need to do barbecues. He's a cracking footballer. So, yeah. The only way they should be mentioned in the same sentence is because they're from the same continent. <laughs> That's it. I just had images of Rob's face when Matt compared James McCarthy to Yerry Mina. Probably his, his favourite player of all time. This is Lee, his least favourite player of all time. But one other player I wanted to, to mention, actually, Mike, is Alan. Continuing his good start to the season. Looks fitter. Um, and him and Decore stands like a proper partnership in there. Yeah, his game is just, it's simplified, hasn't it? With, with, is, as everyone's has, really, this year. But I still, I can't work him out still. There are still times when it looks like absolutely anybody could dribble past him. And then there are other times when it looks like he can't pass a football to anybody. But then there's other times when he's quite composed. And there was one today where he tracks back about 20 yards. It might have been Max Ahrens who had the ball. Wins it off him, turns around, plays a simple pass. And you're like, that's the one side. It's like Jekyll and Hyde, isn't it? And I, I just really hope he continues going towards the Jekyll and the Hyde. <laughs> I don't think he played. I think he misplaced every pass in about the first 10, 15 minutes. Nothing was going right. Oh, we missed that. So. Oh, you were, yeah, you were in a taxi, weren't you? He was dreadful for the first 10, 15 minutes. Couldn't do a thing right. But as Mike said, he grew into the game, but he still has those moments where he does. He looks like Peter Reid at the Aztec, getting, getting roasted by Maradona, and he's like chugging back. And then other times, he, he will sprint back like he did at Max Allen's, easily win the ball off and shoulder him off, play it simple. But he does look. He's another one, isn't he, who's had his injury problems and you kind of think if we can keep him fit. I mean, he's now the wrong side of 30, is he? Um, so, you know, it's even more pronounced for him. But he looks a lot a lot fitter. He's seeing out games now, um, which he probably wasn't doing last season. So he's another one, isn't he? You can't, you can't underestimate the importance of having fit football players. Not just because they can keep up with the game, it's because once your fitness starts going your brain power starts going that's when you start misplacing passes so god knows he must have been knackered the first 15 there but um, yeah he, he does look a lot better and as you say him and the core now look like a proper proper partnership definitely do you know what he's really good at when, when a player's like got somebody else on them and he comes over and nicks the ball back and it makes it two on one and he's, he's, he's just he's like he's great at being that, that second man all the time but uh, just to sort of finish up look ahead to next week Matt Man United uh, at Old Trafford early kickoff on Saturday which they lost today against Aston Villa um, do we dare be any sort of confidence going there well we've got nothing to lose have we just go out and play our game but 
uh, are they playing Europe midweek at all? Yeah. So yeah, they're at home in the Champions League. I don't know who the game. Yeah. Start. So that might be the reaction game, as it were. So if they end up winning that, there might be a bit less pressure on to get a result against us. But we just have to go with it. My only wish for the game next week is that we put a sacrificial lamb on the pitch to go through Ronaldo and just snap him in half, and <laughs> you know, just lean over to him and say, "Believe women," and that's it. <laughs> What, what do you what, what, what do you reckon the approach is going to be for that game uh, Mike I'll come to you first well it's going to be Benitez's standard contained thing isn't it it's just that's all it's going to be like, but the nice thing is what is it 13 points we've got so far well it leaves you in it with a platform now to as Matt said just you can take it you don't want to call it a free hit because no game in this league should be a free hit for Everton they shouldn't be playing free hits but there's a lot less pressure on this game than there could have been had results gone differently which is good because you ended up in a situation with this game where they've been depleted you take the top two players out of any team in this league and they will struggle you take every single right back option of it I know for us that's only one <laughs> but if you take every right back option available and your best two players out of any team then they're going to struggle so Everton have done very well today to actually get themselves over the line. People will complain about it, and that's fair enough, but it gives them the platform for next week to actually go out with a little bit less pressure on them. And that's when Everton sometimes do turn in those performances. But I think it always reminds me of the one they turned in um, under Duncan Ferguson when he went away to United, had about five players fit. It was an awful game. It was the one where Moise Keane got subbed on and off. But they just dug in, got a point, and then got out of there. And it was because like, the game before, they beat Chelsea. It's that sort of rolling thing that really helps Everton in these situations. So, who knows? Maybe they go there and manage to nick a, nick a win. It, do, it does feel, keepers, that we could do with one of those centre-forwards being fit for next week. Because Rondon, bless him, toiled and toiled and toiled today, didn't he? Oh, mate. Don't, like, Rondon, genuinely, he runs like he's wearing welders' boots. It's, it's terrifying to watch. He has to be the slowest human being I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, he's, uh, he's he's clearly not match fit, is he? So we'll give him a pass on that. But he's yeah, he's just not offering much. Um, United, it, it's a free hit. You know what I mean? We're on 13 points from six games. It's more than probably any of us expected to be on. Um, we like at the time of speaking, we we joint top of the league. Um, could even go top if Brentford win 7-0 <laughs> but yeah it's, it's one of them just you know, take, take the hit go there without anything to lose have a go at them play like we've played today be direct get running at them because um, they're, like, they're a good side but they're not the best defensively so take a chance and then make, make the game horrible I think that's the key to it for Everton next week is make the game horrible don't let them be expansive don't let them play the football all across the pitch niggly fouls break the game down and make them fight for it and see what happens uh, final words to, to you Les <laughs> shouldn't come to me last why? because <laughs> I reckon we'll get leaded <laughs> no, I, I just look at United and I just think 13 points from 6 is a good start well, yeah, yeah. I'm going to end on a positive I, I honestly think we'll get leaded next week um, it's just got a horrible feeling that their players are so much better than ours I don't think the manager is I don't rate Solskjaer as a manager at all I don't think he's good enough for that team but I just think the players have got enough in them to eventually just roll us over and wear us down so I'm not expecting anything from next week but we can't get hung up on results at Old Trafford because that's not the ballpark we're playing in. We win games like today, we win Brighton away, 
games like that we win our home games we don't have to worry about the Anfields the Old Traffords places like that um, so yeah as Mike said it's not a free hit because you can't look at any game like that really if we get beat even if we get leathered it isn't the end of the world um, because we are winning games like this now we're coming from behind and we're winning at home in the games we should be winning keep doing that all season and we'll be laughing um, so yeah I'm just just going to enjoy today and not think of next week until next week Let's all do that. Let's enjoy today. Everton, 13 points of six games. Great start to the season. Dispatch Norwich today without any centre forwards. Uh, and without our best right back as well. But uh, yeah, cheers to Les, Matt, Keith, and Mike there. That's been your Blue Room Mr. Match reaction for Everton 2, Norwich 0. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. And we'll speak to you again soon. Time to pay for college? ISL Education Lending is here to help. Our online tools and resources help you make a plan to pay for college. And we offer lower cost loans for students and parents when additional funding is needed. A no cosigner option is available for both graduate and undergraduate students. And our parent loan rate is lower than the Federal Plus Loan. Visit iowastudentloan.org to learn more and pre-qualify today. Let ISL Education Lending help you plan smart and pay less. Loan subject to credit approval. Sports Social Podcast Network.